Good evening, ladies and gents, kings, queens, things, everyone, and everybody in between. I'm Luthan the D, and this is Reality Rewind. We are doing a special episode. It's gonna be... <laughs> oh my gosh. Agents of Chaos. One and only the stage report. <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. You should be stressed because Pedro Park stressed me out. That was the intention was to stress everyone out. Yes. Um, yes. This week we are in fact doing um, Agents of Chaos. We are back with another edition of that. And this week we are speaking about the one, the only, the attorney, the agitated attorney with Ajita. The uh, uh, Scambolina uh, from the South, the um, Donkey Booty uh, Duchess, the one and only Miss Phaedra Parks. <laughs> uh, you got to give it to me for that. That was a lot. You, yeah. you got that. That was a lot. Off the dome. <laughs> I need to be a battle rapper. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I need to be a battle rapper. Mm-hmm. That's a life goal now. I'm sure you can do it no time. Bars. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. I'm oh, sorry. I'm trying to adjust my mic. I keep getting feedback. Mm-hmm. There we go. Bye. 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 Okay, we're good. Yes. Um, so yeah, this week we're doing Agents of Chaos, uh, the one and only, the icon, the living legend, Miss Phaedra Parks. Mm. Um, it's just going to be a kind of rambling general discussion about uh, Phaedra as, mm. a, as a person, her life on Real Housewives and post Real Housewives, because she had some guest spots over at the Wii and the TV, thinking that was going to be her new home over the years. So, uh, so I want to begin with our first real introduction into, well, to Phaedra Parks. Um, she's pregnant. <clears throat> she is, the, at that time, I believe she's pregnant with, <laughs> what is it, Mr. President or Mr. I don't remember what she called him, boys. <laughs> Uh-uh. Mr. President and Mr. Czar, something like that. Yeah, um, I think she was pregnant with Mr. President, and she meets the girls, and the girls are just like, "So, Phaedra, tell us about yourself." And Phaedra begins to talk. They're all at lunch. No, they're at dinner because the sun is starting to set. And they ask, "Oh, when do you do, Phaedra?" She said, "I don't know, girl. I just want to get this baby a father." Yeah, she just started like making up due dates. Like, she was like, "It was supposed to be July, but they're gonna try and do it earlier." And <laughs> when I tell you, all of the women at the table looked and said, "Phaedra, what?" It's like I don't know. I had two kids. I knew exactly when I was due with both of them. No, like no woman like doesn't know that, you know? Right. Even the period that you don't know, guess what? Your physician is going to be able to tell you when. Mm-hmm. 
She's kind of common sense, Phaedra. So Phaedra's lying about her pregnancy, and then she decides to have, um, as the girls put it, a bougetto baby shower, where Phaedra has rhinestones on the eyelashes. Can't forget that, bitch. Looking like, oops, I did it again. She looked like the early 2000s version of a Visco girl. With like, remember the velour track suits and shit? Velour track suits, a juicy couture bag, and the goddamn glittery fucking um, eyelashes. Did you fall asleep? No. Oh. <laughs> no. I got to check. <laughs> bitch, you get quiet. I'm like, this bitch is fell asleep. <coughs> uh, well, Phaedra ends up having the baby, and everyone figures out that she was pregnant before she got married to Apollo, based on the information given. That, that is was so weird. That It was bizarre. It really was bizarre. It was very, very strange, given, like, it's not like it was, like, the like the 50s the 40s the 30s like right this was like the mid 2000s it was that was so weird like and nobody here's the thing at least for me in the world that i move in nobody's questioning you about your pregnancy if you i don't know are still with the boyfriend or still married like nobody cares like oh i'm pregnant this is my boyfriend oh okay Uh uh-huh it's when you inflict and you create these situations like Phaedra did, where she's just blatantly lying about her due date, not having no idea what the fuck's going on. It's like, you're just going back and forth. Like, that whole thing was just so strange. But that's when like, we knew at the beginning that Phaedra was a liar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, very much so. <laughs> um, so speaking of Phaedra and Apollo, we would be remiss. And hold on, where's my phone? Because I have the quote. We would be remiss to um, if we didn't speak about Phaedra and Kenya, the beginning of probably one of the most long-standing feuds in Real Housewives ever, because they hated each other. Even when they were nice to each other, they hated each other. Like there was no getting around it. Um. I can't remember what trip they were on, but they were on uh, one of their housewife trips. Mm. We're going to say the Virgin Islands because it looked like an island. Um, The husbands are there. This is kind of the beginning of it. Husbands are there. Kenya and Apollo are kind of flirty, right? And Phaedra was there. Phaedra was pissed. I would be pissed too. I would be calling her all kind of whores as well. But apparently this, like, what we are told this flirtation mm-hmm. continues outside of the trip. So Kenya is um, supposedly texting Apollo. I guess they were both in, I want to say it was Vegas together. Not together, they were in Vegas at the same time. And Kenya was asking him um, what, what he had planned, you know, X, Y, and Z. Well, the story that we initially did is that Kenya's trying to fuck Apollo, mm-hmm. right? Phaedra's pissed. Phaedra and Kenya spend a whole season going back and forth. We get to the reunion, okay? And one of her by far best moments, reply to Kenya. She needs a storyline. She keeps rebringing it up. This happened in 2012. It's 2014 now. She's still trying to use this because she has nothing else going on. And while she's sitting, sitting around, running around talking about my husband, the father of my children, and spends her time 
I'm sorry, it spends her weekend peddling through sperm banks, looking through catalogs, trying to find a donor. Honey, you don't know if your baby daddy is an axe murderer or a child molester. But what you will know is that he needed $10 for a medium pizza, so he ejaculated in the cup so that you can have a kid. Uh-uh. Now, check that. Bitch. Bitch. Uh-uh. We- I I got myself worked up. When she said that, the room outside of Nini, who was always like awkwardly audible, um, the entire room went silent. The entire room. When she said that, girl, yeah, that was one of the first moments in my life where I said, oh. <laughs> she did not. That's how you, that's how you clear a bitch. She didn't call her out her name. Right. She didn't even, she didn't cuss. Nothing. <coughs> Let that bitch have it. Annihilated her. Very big mm-hmm. seat, motherfucking deep. And well, uh, and Mimi in the background talking about yeah, you don't know. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was one of Phaedra's like. So the feud continues, but every time Phaedra talks to Kenya, she's like, "Yeah, but you're you're alone." <laughs> yeah. Right. <sighs> Oh my god! And Kenya just sits there with egg on her face. Um, what is I one? Mean, of what's your... she gonna really say? Right. What's one of your favorite favorite moments? Um. <laughs> See, she has so many. It's a okay. So when they went on that trip, and she comes out and that. Like black song bathing suit. I'm doing the moves, y'all. If y'all can't see, yeah. Yes, like like posing around, and then when Kenya pretends to be dresses up like it and, and Nini's thing, and she's like, "It's crazy. What's wrong with her?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. I thought you were gonna go to Gone with the Wind, fabulous. When she no. had that lady, that poor lady coming to church. Oh gosh, yeah. No, <laughs> not that one. I'm going with the wind, fabulous. No, but you're just gone. And I wish it was with the wind. Just Kids. go. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about Kenya. There is. Kenya is. Kenya's good TV. Phaedra was good TV. Hopefully they bring her back. No shade. Mm. They need to bring her back. Seeing that indicating that they are going to, so the rumors have been kind of rumbling. Um, yeah. and with Portia leaving, I feel like now is definitely the time to bring her back because now mm-hmm. Portia, and actually leading into the next to, to another moment, um, with Portia not being there, there is no freaking crack. Yeah. I mean, even after that candy thing, they said there was no freaking frack, but there was still freaking frack. Like, what? Like, you know, they didn't just stop completely talking. Um, but without without Portia, like Phaedra's on her own, except for who? Maybe Sheree. Like, it won't be this season, so maybe next season. So, like, Sheree will be there for her. That's about it. Because Sheree just go wherever the storyline is. Sheree trying to secure a bag. (laughs) 
She's like, whatever you need, niggas need me to do, we're gonna do. I was oh, bitch! You, I thought you were asleep. No, not completely. No, not completely. <laughs> I mean, I could hear enough. I was following. Um, okay. Well, I was talking about that because um, the next moment for me is going to be where these niggas sat up, both Phaedra and Portia sat up and lied about how um, Peter's employees were getting paid. And apparently it wasn't penis. And how Phaedra wasn't even the person leading that charge. She left Portia to do it. I see. And then that leads into, you know, that that also comes with one of my favorites. Who said that? Uh, mm-hmm. I was trying to hold off on that one because that's the be- that's the best one. With Phaedra sitting there, really talking about who said that? Like she ain't the one that started that whole ass rumor, right? But Phaedra started a lot of rumors, though. Mm-hmm. Phaedra no, started a lot of rumors and candy and Shemaya, the one about like mm-hmm. about and candy and about Kenya being a drunk and a drug addict. About- yep everything that that season i think that was the season with kim fields you could tell that peter and cynthia were already in a bad place and then that just pushed it over yeah that just pushed it over and everybody with any basic like common basic level of common sense knew that that was the that was like the final straw and and i mean Yeah, because it's like, I mean, it was very clear. I mean, they wasn't, they was, shit, they had been in a bad place for the longest, right? And everybody knew. They really had, yeah. To even, like, try to come for her marriage in that way just kind of tells me what type of friend you, quote unquote, are, you know? Right. And I think it was too feeding into, it was a willingness to feed into Cynthia's suspicions to break her. Mm Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I feel like Cynthia had already been feeling that way. She had already been thinking it. She probably already been hearing it. You know, it's Atlanta. Everybody's like, it don't take that much to get some rumors going. She probably had already been feeling already been thinking it. And they knew that because I'm sure she talked to somebody. Yep. And in that group, it got around. It gets around. Mm-hmm. But I yes. also think that was the same season that <laughs> Cynthia kicked Portia in the puss. So. That was that season. Yeah, so Cynthia was definitely trying to hold her own, but that kind of shit. Uh-uh. And the way, but that wasn't the first so time that. But see, that wasn't the first time that Portia had said that, because Phaedra pretty much started those rumors right after Peter called her ugly. Oh my god, I forgot about that. But he did. He did that. So that was like season. That was like. It was like her second season on the show. That's when she started those rumors. Yeah, because I think it was because she kept saying she wanted a clean man. Mm -hmm. I said, Lord, give me a clean man. (laughs) Bitch. Yeah. Bitch, get the fuck out of here. But you ended up with Apollo. Like, Did you get a clean man? I'm confused. I mean, a, alleged she allegedly was scamming with Paolo, so hey. Oh, uh, you know, mastermind. On, you know, you already know. Did you ever read that book? No. 
Yeah, I thought about it, and I was like, I'm not giving Angela Stan a penny. Mm-mm. She does not deserve a coin. And honestly, you know what she does deserve? Phaedra is her attorney. <laughs> and it makes sense. Like, their relationship now that she's come out and become this very pro-Trump Republican, mm. their relationship makes sense. It's like, yeah, you just picked a different scam, sis. Like, both of y'all scammers. Alleged. Because, I mean, Bobby Brown I kept saying about her, he was like, look, I can't speak on how good of a lawyer she was. I just know every time she was my lawyer, I went to jail. Exactly. <laughs> Why nobody said that to her, I will I will mm-hmm. never understand. Because I would have mm-hmm. said, I would have been said that. That would have been the right. It's like, bitch, you can't win a case. Look at you. Your mm-hmm. husband's in jail. Bob, you, every time Bobby Brown was your client, he was in jail. Go and sit your ass down. Go and read a book. You need to brush up on your skills, girl, because you lack it. Uh-uh. Um, okay, bitch, I know you remember this. <clears throat> hmm. No, he brought me some CDs and he said they were the bomb and people misunderstood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For clarity, one of, uh, one of Phaedra's clients, I think this was like season six, season seven. It was season seven or eight because Candy and Phaedra were, it was the beginning of the fallout. Mm -hmm. So, oh my God. So Phaedra has a client who apparently came to her office and said he was going to blow her ass the fuck up and he had a bomb. The man is apprehended. Phaedra is escorted out. Phaedra has guards now at this point because she does not feel safe, right? Fast forward, we're at a luncheon with all of the girls and the number one, the leader, the Mm -hmm. leader of the old lady Yakuza. Mm -mm, Not Yakuza. (laughs) (laughs) These these old broads are a fucking Yakuza. Mm -hmm. You know they're running numbers and shit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mama Joyce is sitting at the head of the table and she looks at Phaedra and says, Phaedra, are you okay, girl? He said he was going to blow you up. She, and then she repeats and says, no, he just dropped some CDs off and said they were the bomb and, you know, people got scared. She said, no, Phaedra, on the news. He said he came here to blow your motherfucking ass up. Mm-hmm. And Candy does not do, and I can understand why Phaedra was a touch upset, but Candy is sitting there saying little to nothing and allowing yeah, her like, mother to question this woman. Right. Uh, she finally puts an end to it, but that moment is one of the moments that sticks in Phaedra's craw for the like remainder of their relationship. And Candy and Phaedra try and get their shit back together. They try and um, rebuild. They actually had like they had a fun friendship from what we saw. Um, and it just, it never gets back on track and it takes a huge, huge, huge left. Mm. Uh, but along the way, along the way, so I wish me along and Phaedra become friends. Yeah. Mm. After all the years of not knowing her, Ms. Preacher, I don't know who you are. I did not know you. 
<laughs> after being told on national, well, cable syndicated television, Phaedra, I do not know you. I don't know who you are. <laughs> she mends her relationship with Mimi, who's going through a divorce or gone through a divorce because this is the point in time where Apollo uh, gets convicted, tried, convicted, and sentenced. Mm. Before he leaves, though, when that nigga mm. was like, would it look like he was about to beat her ass? Yeah. That shit was, that shit really did, that put me on edge. Me too. No, very much. I was like, oh my God, is somebody going to step in and like, you know? Right. It's like, this is probably one of those moments, Bravo, where you should probably be de-escalating a situation. Because this does not look, this this looks massively uncomfortable. And I know just as a, 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 a normal human being with emotions, feelings, and empathy, that you all who are behind the camera, who are also producers, had to be concerned for her safety in that moment. Like you had to be, you had to be. Regardless of whatever she did, like mm-hmm. I, that was one of the most uncomfortable moments in television. Yeah, I just don't, I don't know how it was able to go that far, you know? And that long. And that long, yeah, because it's very clear that he's agitated. It's very clear that she's frightened. Right. And Regardless for his safety of what and hers, he might do. Yes. It's mm, yeah. That that whole setup made me very very uncomfortable. For for his safety and hers in that situation, it's like Bravo should have done, especially the amount of money that they've made mm-hmm. off of these people. Mm-hmm. In my mind, they had every responsibility to de-escalate that situation. And they get, you know, get him out of there. Because to be perfectly frank, to be perfectly frank and honest, something could have happened to either one of them. Mm-hmm. And not even at their own, not at their own hands. You know what I mean? Like what Fraser was like, I'm gonna call the police. Like that could have went left. Mm-hmm. Way left. Even more so. So y'all have a responsibility to take care of that shit. Mm-hmm. Like y'all want to keep legal liability off of you, but take no initiative to to prevent any like aspects of any kind of like true legal liability as far as like fighting and what have you or any kind of physical violence. Like y'all could have done that. Y'all could have broken that shit down. Y'all could have pulled people away. And I know y'all got private security on on fucking set. Well, I know they do now. <laughs> that's why i love in hip-hop these niggas can't even get a real glass fork or knife they get plastic shit and paper shit and that was after the first season shit nonetheless um but yeah that whole like the saga of phaedra and apollo and the like the breaking down of their marriage <laughs> was very sad and intense mm-hmm. to watch but uh, here comes Kenya with a divorce party. <laughs> and Phaedra, Phaedra's still feeling some kind of way by this point in time. Um, Cynthia and Peter are divorced. Kenya, as the friend that Kenya is, thinks it's a good idea without these women's consent or knowledge to throw a divorce party, which could be really fun with consent and knowledge. Like if they know right. and are taking part of the planning process. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Neither one of them are, are really into it, but Cynthia's like, all right, she put this effort in. I see what she's trying to do. I'm going to be a good sport about it. I'm just going to have some fun out, right? Phaedra was not having that. Phaedra was not having that at all. Phaedra texts Portia. Portia's like, oh, Phaedra just texts me. They're like, oh, read it out loud. And Portia just starts reading. It was like, oh, I should start. I shouldn't have read this. <laughs> like she reads uh-uh. the first sentence. And it, it immediately is like, oh, shit. <laughs> this wasn't for me to read out loud. Portia, let, like any given day, Phaedra, I'm sorry, would let Kenya have it for any good goddamn reason. She damn well pleased. And this was one of those moments. Cause she calls, what she say? She's like, I didn't call you a whore. I just said you didn't have tact or it was something like that. <laughs> like, God damn. It was like, yeah, I didn't call you a whore. I just said you didn't have class. It was something like still cutting, which was still, which was a fucking gag, which was a fucking gag and a half. I loved her reads. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved her reads. Like beyond, beyond love that girl's reads. Once again, they need to bring it back. They got yes. I agree with you. Um, so one of my like like joyous favorite favorite moments is um and I know Shamia says she made it makes um Auntie feel youthful, but it did though. Portia and Phaedra's like fun times, not necessarily their relationship, but when they were just having fun was like it was nice to see and a little heartwarming to see especially because it's like oh this is post apollo um i think for portia it's post cordell for portia so they're both single phaedra's got two kids and portia you see portia come to the door and mr president what is he both of them kids is bad Jaden and Jalen. Joshua and, and the tree, whatever the fuck that nigga's name is, the little nigga's name is. Um, we're gonna call him Technicolor and Dreamcoat. Uh, you see Technicolor come up and open the door, and it's all sweet to Miss uh-huh. Like it was just these very cute moments in their friendship. And sometimes in especially with Atlanta, a lot of those moments tend to get lost on, or it's like we're having fun, but we're talking shit about somebody. It's just, it's not just like this wholesomeness, you know? Yeah. Their relationship was like, they they needed to be broken apart though. For yes, the safety and security of the show. Uh-huh. Uh, but you remember when we found out that Phaedra was lying about Apollo and Kenya this whole time? Yes. And Apollo was yes. like, no, that's not what happened. Yeah. Like no, I, he's like no, I lied. Like I lied. I lied to. I lied mm-hmm. to save my ass. I lied to save face. Because Apollo wanted to hit. Mm-hmm. Apollo wanted to hit. Let's be honest. And he thought it wasn't gonna take as long as it did. I don't know why this nigga thought he was going to hit her cast member, not coworker, not just coworker, cast right. member. On one of the highest rated shows in Bravo history. Like, at what point do you think, like, you know what? I can I can knock that down real quick. I get back to Phaedra. It'd be fine. But I guess it didn't matter because, you know, apparently at the same time, Phaedra had Mr. Chocolate. Apollo dropped that bomb about the same time as well. Do you remember who Mr. Chocolate is? Aiden's first birthday party. You know what? <laughs> Wait, what about it? 
Sorry. And she she brought out them 12 damn cakes. Talking about one for the each month of the year. Wait, bitch, I asked you about Mr. Chocolate. You start talking about cake. I know. And I said I didn't really remember. Like, I, I know what you're talking about, but I didn't really care about that. <laughs> Girl, it was Jamal Bryant. I, I heard that. I heard that. He was creeping with the and man I knew that was where you were going. That's why I was like, I don't really. <laughs> no, I had yeah. heard that. I mean, that was a allegedly it was Jamal Bryant. Um, no alleged. Giselle confirmed it. Oh, did she? She confirmed it on a Watch What Happens Live. Hmm. Yeah. That was when Candy was like, oh, you said you weren't all sad and blah, 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 blah. You had another man and y'all's going to be married by the top of the year. Mm-hmm. The man that was just encouraging her allegedly was Jamal Bryant. Yeah. Of course it was, though. Right. That makes total sense. I mean, he. I'm sure he didn't have any idea that Giselle was like, all right, I'm going to go talk about how dirty your dick is on national television in two years. So, hey. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then pretend to be back with you two years after that. Hey, wow. Wow, he was with some attorney woman who keeps popping up on these YouTube reality show panels. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ma'am, are, is, it, is it really that hard out here for a pimp? Like, you're an attorney. Why are you I mean. That? You know, at this point, everybody's taking the check where they can get it. That is true. That is true. <laughs> I mean, look at us. Make a little extra coin sitting on our asses with a microphone right. in front of our face. This shit. Right. You take um, the check where the check is. Shit. Let's, let's go ahead and jump into uh, the largest and final and most fucked up moment. I think you know where I'm going. Uh, I think so. The lies, the lies, the <laughs> lies. Uh, so this is my favorite season of Real Housewives. Second to 10, because 10 was the one where everybody was like, Kim, fuck you. Like, literally everybody was like, fuck yeah. you. Yeah. And they ran that bitch out of town. Well, off the show, rather. Yeah. Um, If y'all don't remember season nine, do me a favor, go back and watch. Specifically watch the reunion. You only have to watch the last two parts. Don't watch all three or four. Yeah, no. Nah. It's some cute, it's some cute little reads in between there, but watch the last. Mm-hmm. Um I think I still think the funniest reaction to all of that was Sheree. Oh <laughs> <laughs> she was over there cooing the whole goddamn top. Oh! Like, what is happening? <laughs> oh, like, Sheree, why? She just had to let us know that she was still there. Just like Kenya had to yeah. do it, too. They yeah. always lie. It's like, shut. This isn't a moment for you. The only person that had any right. kind of, like, respectability and sense in that was, was fucking Cynthia. Mm, yeah, okay. And, okay, so remember what I was talking about, like, that that being... The lies about the employees being Cynthia's tipping point. Mm-hmm. When they're talking about the lies of the dungeon and um, wanting to wanting to sexually assault Portia, because that's what it mm-hmm. is. 
Yeah. And um, Candy's husband being Marvin and fucking a bunch of bitches out in the street. When Cynthia got a chance to speak, Cynthia just flat out was like, essentially what she said was, at some point you have to stop the lie and say this went too far. And it felt like she was speaking more about herself. Mm-hmm. Well, in addition to Candy, but because there was like a very um, personal connection yes. that kind of came through very slightly and very slickly. Because mm-hmm. I think that was I also the one that. that Peter got drunk and walked off the stage. Yes, it is. So, yeah, that was that was one of those like, I don't know if you if you didn't pay attention or if you didn't read it that way, like I get that. But for me, it definitely made sense. It's like, oh, she's speaking from like she's speaking from her own point of view, and she knows exactly who the fuck who the fuck has been lying. The same people that said that Portia mm-hmm. was going to be sexually assaulted. Um. Oh, and that Candy was fucking Shamia. Yeah. And yes. Candy looks at Portia and goes, "Well, we well we were close. Were we fucking?" And in my head, I was like, "Well, she tried, girl. You turned her down." <laughs> Not a not a good not a good example, Candy. You might want to try mm-hmm. somebody else. You try Portia. Say that to say that to Pedro. I'm sorry. Say that to Pedro. Y'all didn't fuck. Maybe I loved you more than my husband. <laughs> yeah. So much of what she did on this show was so strange. Like it was like what are we talking about? I don't even think she knew. She got to the point where she couldn't even like keep her continuous lies straight like at all she just continuously lied about about really fucked up shit like really fucked up shit Mm -hmm. like to sit up on national television aware of the cameras not aware of the cameras whatever you know you're filming and to say that not only this woman fucking both um not only is shamia fucking both candy and her husband which is bullshit fodder, honestly, for a conversation. But to suggest off camera to another another castmate that one of your castmates has a plan to drug you and rape you in their sex dungeon. And also to create whatever level of like trust with that castmate that they, one, believe that this is a possibility, and two, believe that this is a possibility but don't say anything to the producers about it. But also we see how Bravo get down. It's not like they would have gave a fuck. Mm-hmm. Even if it was true, Bravo wouldn't have given a fuck. They would have wanted to shoot it. So I guess I just shot myself in my own foot. Nonetheless, that bitch is a mastermind. <laughs> I want this bitch. I want this bitch on supermarket sweep. <laughs> supermarket sweep? <laughs> She's a fucking mastermind of manipulation, man. Mm-hmm. I want to see how well that will work on with like Leslie Jones on Supermarket Sweep. Like, could Phaedra talk her way into winning? Um, she could. But, mm. I think it's also important to mention as an honorable mention to um, bring up the time that Phaedra joined the Braxons <laughs> over on WeTV. Chaos. You remember that, do you? So all the Braxtons, except for Tracy, walked off the show. They were no longer filming. Yes. 
So WeTV scrambled and were trying to find replacement people for Tracy to interact with. Mm. So they decided to send her down to a ranch where, if I remember correctly, they were shooting an ad for a Black-owned bourbon company. And on this ranch was Phaedra Parks, mm-hmm. Flavor Flav, Lunel. I think it was Lunel. Thanks. So. might have been. It was either Lunel or Kim Coles. One of them Kims. One of them light skinned Kims from the nineties. And New York. Phaedra looked out of place. Phaedra looked uncomfortable. They were trying to create the storyline that Tracy and Phaedra were friends. No. And it's not just the shoot that she pops up in. She pops up in another um, another uh, quote-unquote get-together of Tracy and her friend where it's mm-hmm. Phaedra. I think this is the one with Lunell. And there's like two or three other people, which Lunell, no one, Tracy isn't too far. That's not, that wouldn't be too out the realm, honestly, now that I think about it. Um, nonetheless, Phaedra was damn sure she was going to keep a check. So much so, she went on to pretend to be a Braxton. Not only that, she went on to pretend that she was going to marry this nigga on marriage. Yeah. Phaedra is a working woman. She stays, that bitch is staying with a new face, a new do, and a new check. She said, a new cut, a new color. Okay. We got to give yeah. it up for Phaedra. Sis is more, she's more than an agent of chaos. She is a goddess of negativity and, and problematic behavior. Yeah, because that's like the more you kind of look into everything that she's done, it's kind of like, oof, it's chaotic, a strong enough word. Like, that is fair and both true. Is yeah. that? No, it's not. The simple fact that the simple fact that you would lie about a cast member wanting to sexually assault another cast member. Right. Oh, bitch, let's not forget that she called the feds on them too. She did. She when did. Apollo was storing his bikes in, at Canyon's Todd's. And somehow, some way, the feds found the bikes at Candy and Todd's. And when, when I tell you, in the midst of that was season eight, at the, at the end of season nine, when, when um, Todd looked at her and said, but we all know what's up. We all know the feds is watching. <laughs> I died. Because once again, Phaedra fell fucking silent. Spell silent. And she, that whole season, she had to follow on. That whole season reunion, she had to follow mm-hmm. on her tour. That was the downfall of Phaedra. Like, that was really the downfall of Phaedra Parks. Yeah, that's when everything kind of, because she started talking too much, so everything kind of started unraveling. And I think she, too, well, she, Portia says, like, yo, you reaffirmed that she said this to me two days ago. And Phaedra's like, mm-hmm. The whole time on Phaedra's face, though, she just has this look of, like, if you don't shut up, bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, I could have got away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids and your Elvis hairdo. She, she's still a queen, though. I mean, yeah, still good TV. She's great TV. It's just, I just always, when I look at people like her and like a portion and stuff, 
I always like kind of wish that they didn't allow the production to manipulate them in such a way. Mm-hmm. But then also, I don't know how much of this is production manipulation and how much this is just coming off her own vindictive mind, you know? Both. It's both. Yeah. Because apparently her and Carlos King were supposedly, supposedly very close. And the rumor always was that um, because of the fallout over at TV One on the productions that Todd, no, that it might be the other way around. Carlos and Todd were already having issues. Carlos brought this to Phaedra. Uh, Phaedra brought it to the show. Then after that, Carlos and Todd start having issues with production, um, stop working together. But apparently they worked, you know, they worked together on that. Um, what was that show with uh, Nivea? Mm. The Blueprint? No, it wasn't The Blueprint. Damn, what the fuck was it? Encore? Encore. BT's the Encore. Was that the name of the show? Yep. Hmm. I, I mean, you didn't know the name of the show because I just started rambling like, so Pam is homophobic. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh, no kima no keisha Mm -mm. keisha epps is too happy with her beautiful daughter and her Mm -hmm. um but yeah yeah y'all i think that i think that's good for uh agents of chaos phaedra parks well i want to thank each and every one of y'all for joining us for this rambling rant about uh all of phaedra parks well a portion of phaedra parks uh negativity i encourage you all to go back and watch Real Housewives of Atlanta, um, especially those like three through seven seasons. Um, rewatch that shit. That shit is good. It's good. It's gripping. It's ridiculous. They say real fucked up shit. It's fucking hilarious. And we're all going to gird our loins because we're going to see what the fuck this next season brings because mm-hmm. they're already down Cynthia and Portia. And not mm-hmm. having Cynthia and Portia is that's not y'all can say Cynthia's boring, but she's needed though. Y'all can say yeah, like, I don't know whatever. what this is gonna look like because they've added Marlo and then um Akon's wife is on this season. I I thought that was just a rumor. I didn't think she was really on it. This is I mean, nothing's been a hundred percent confirmed. Of course, they're not gonna do that yet. Yeah. But I mean, I got this from a pretty trusted source. So they, I know that they're filming and what I figured was that they're filming things with the girls that they know for certain are back. So it's probably going to be a lot of Kenya and Candy in the very beginning of the season. Kenya, Candy, um, and Sheree. Ooh. Because Kenya and Sheree don't like each other. Uh, Oh. Marlo. But they go back and forth and do that fake nicey thing. They're pleasant. They like fake like each other has time. I feel like they just, yeah, they're just like respectfully pleasant with each other. That's really it. When when necessary. Outside of the house thing. I wonder if, I know she's not. But I think it's time for a Lisa Wu, a Deshaun Snow. What? Yeah. Bring Lisa Wu back. Why not? Mm-mm. Shake I like it up. This time where she's not on my TV. She's so chaotic that they don't have anybody that's just 
high energy nuts and they need somebody like that. And I wonder, like, adjusting to the new group, like Lisa Wu with Marlo, that would be some good tension. And plus, she had the whole, like, her kids getting taken away from her, mm-hmm. uh, Ed divorcing her, marrying Keisha Knight Pulliam, divorcing Keisha Knight Pulliam, like, weeks later. Like, she had this whole fucking saga that played out that we got a little bit of over on TV one with, um, what was it, Hollywood Divas, which that was, that last season was horribly problematic. And ever since that, I have despised Golden Brooks. It is difficult for me to watch Girlfriends. It made me hate the character, Maya. And it was like, I just, ugh, Golden Brooks, I, no, trash, garbage, debris, debris, complete and utter debris. Um, even when it was airing, I was like, this is fucking problematic and fuck you, bitch. Meanwhile, nobody was talking about her not being able to keep a job, but that's not, that's All right. All Actually, right. no, Paula J. Parker did talk about that because apparently the bitch was in the middle of a table read and got fired in the middle of the table read mm-hmm. in front of everyone. <laughs> and then they all laughed, which was, a, which was, you know, appropriate, especially with the way, too, she was talking to Countess Vaughn. Trash. Anyway, um, keep an eye out, y'all, on what the fuck is happening with season 14. And I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know. I don't think anybody knows what we're doing. Bravo might have to start importing girls from other cities to move to Atlanta to really spice that shit up. Um, and same thing with loving hip hop. Like y'all need to get y'all shit together. Put Mimi on there. Mimi's friends with them. Put Mimi on there. No, Mimi will be born. Like Cynthia born. Never mind. All right, y'all. Well, make sure you come back and check us out next week when we mm-hmm. speak about the dark side. What was it? The dark side of Chippendale. Um, the curse of the Chippendale, yeah. The curse of the Chippendale. Yeah, this yeah. should be interesting. Um, I will bring it's up a wild ride. It's a wild, wild ride. I don't oh, even I know if you're going to have time with the amount of shit this going to cover. What? To bring up Chris Farley shit. I don't oh, know if yeah. have time to work it in. Shit. Okay, well, allow me to do it now. Chris Farley, Chippendale skit. One of the most hilarious moments of my childhood. Also, very fat phobic. <laughs> All right, y'all, make sure you come and you check us out next week. Um, we'll be back with the same fuck shit and foolery. Click the link in both yep. our bios for everything that we do. All right, bye, y'all.